Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sportsmanlike Contact Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. Uh, glad to be back here. I'm doing a solo episode uh, today. Uh, there's a whole lot of things that break down in the NFL, in uh, the MLB. I'm going to be uh, going through each, uh, but going to first off in the NFL. Had a great experience yesterday. Uh, the Eagles, my Eagles, were visiting the uh, LA Rams here. Um, most of you guys know I live in Los Angeles. And uh, I wasn't on planning going to the game. Uh, my girlfriend's pregnant, seven months. Um, we were planning yesterday. Uh, one of our friends who was a photographer uh, is, was going to do our maternity shoot with us. And our dog, Biscotti, um, the one up on my post. Uh, of course, we can't leave him out of the photo shoot as he's walking around here um, and making a whole bunch of noise as, we're, as I'm doing this. Uh, but anyways, yesterday we, um, we had planned on doing the shoot and, um, we were going, it was going to be early 8am to get going, but, uh, our friend and my girlfriend, Nadine, she, they had planned a, uh, surprise for me. Um, good buddy of, uh, mine, uh, Brian Angeli, a big Eagles fan. Um, they all have the Eagles bus. They go and tailgate and all that. Uh, anyways, we were on our way to the shoot and what I thought was the shoot at least. And they surprised me. We, she ended up getting together with them to buy an extra ticket and to surprise me to go to the Eagles game. Um, I was in absolute shock. I, I, I didn't even put two and two together until I saw them and, uh, started talking to them. I was, I was kind of lost in the sauce that my uh, morning coffee hadn't kicked in and, uh, uh, yeah, again, completely just like, of like, what the heck is going on? Um, but uh, yeah, Nadine, she surprised the hell out of me. Um, and uh, so yeah, early in the morning, you know, went from thinking I'm going to do a baby shoot to going to the Eagles game at SoFi, uh, first time there. Man, that's an amazing stadium. Uh, the tailgating, uh, the drinking started at nine. Uh, we got into the, got, we started packing up, getting to the stadium at like, you know, 1230 and, uh, yeah, man, saw, saw the Eagles game that, uh, that was epic. And, uh, yeah, let me kind of get down into the game. Uh, first of all, uh, first half, what a sh- sort of a shootout halftime score, 17, 14 Eagles were leading Eagles scored, uh, with under a minute to, uh, right before halftime. Um, you had a pass interference call. Um, just a, a few things to break down from the game. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the offense uh, looked great. They were able to move the ball. Um, Jalen Hurts had a ugly pick there. Um, I forget that was the second or third quarter. I want to say, I want to say the, the second quarter. Um, but uh, one thing is, Hurts was able to throw the ball. We didn't really establish a run game until the second half uh Jalen Hurts had some design runs early early on um uh, Brown was just uh amazing in this game um he AJ Brown almost wanted to call him Antonio Brown uh AJ Brown uh six receptions 127 yards Goddard got started early uh he had like four targets on the on the first drive um and man I know the Eagles won 23 to 14 but man, uh, was Stafford able to move the ball on this early? He threw two touchdowns in the first half. He finished twenty-one to thirty-seven. The second half, I mean, he missed some guys. Like uh, 
the one thing that worried me about this whole Eagles defense going into this game and it's going to worry me going into the rest of the year until we actually um, maybe make some trades or we get better on, on our past defenses. Our, our secondary is not that great. Uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, man, eight receptions, 118 yards receiving. Didn't have any 12. Didn't have any touchdowns, but he had 12 targets. And I'm telling you, a few of those targets, um, if – Stafford just connects with him on some of these deep balls. Uh, Cup's going to go to the house. The separation he was able to get between him and our corners were just unreal. Um, another guy, Puka Nakua, um, he had seven receptions, 71 yards, and one TD. Again, there was a few there where, uh, again, Stafford just missed him. Um, that was, I think, the big turning point in this game was Stafford wasn't able to connect with his guys in the second half. And... Um, you know, Jalen Carter had a big, big sack in the game. The Eagles' front lines, uh, their their defensive line is just amazing. Uh, they're one of the best fronts there in the league. Um, they're all, the offense able to move the ball. Uh, finally, where it was able to rush the ball in the Rams, you know, with Aaron Donald leading up there, it's just really hard to move the ball. But uh, you know, as the game goes on, they get tired, and Swift was finally able to get some. Uh, something going there and we were able to waste the clock um Sirianni did a great job at play call in there um although I didn't like a few of those design runs that we had with uh it was uh, I think the last red zone drive we had right before we kicked uh, the field goal to go up 23 we had two design Jalen Hurts runs I thought we could have called the game better there um but overall Sirianni had a great uh, great game uh, plan there Wasted the time when we needed to, and uh, a really solid win for the Eagles. Um, you know, I think that, still think the Rams are absolutely dangerous. I know they fall to two and three, but they are a scary two and three because again, um, they have a solid defense uh, and they could move the ball. I I um, I really thought they should have scored at least twenty eight on us. Um, they missed some opportunities in that game, but the Eagles did prevail. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Cowboys Forty Niners, uh, a must talk about. The 49ers uh, proved yesterday that they are by far the best, the best well-rounded team in the league. And for all the Brock Purdy haters out there um, that think he's not a top 10 quarterback, well, guess what? He proved it yesterday. He made some absolute dime throws in, in coverage. I mean, um, just, you know, people are like, oh, you know, all he does is dink and duck and he has all these talented receivers. And he, he actually does it. He, he has a lot of talent on offense. But, man, he delivered some balls yesterday uh, in between coverages. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, absolutely amazing. 17 of 24, 252 yards, four TDs, uh, three of them to uh, George Kittle. Um, actually, he scored uh, all three of his receptions were all touchdowns. Um, but, again, wh- whether you want to say Shanahan or whatever, um, Purdy has at least – uh, deserve the benefit of the doubt now to saying whatever system quarterback, whatever you want to say, because this is all the stuff that Tom Brady was hearing it uh, for his first even decade of his career. Oh, Brady, it's the system and the Belichick, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me tell you how Belichick is doing. <laughs> I'll get after, I'll get into it after this. Um, but man, uh, seriously, though, the whole there, the whole offense of the Niners, the defense of the Niners, Fred Warner, man, his presence, he is a hell of a player. The whole Niners defense just shut down, you know, the Cowboys offense. And, and I was saying last week on the show with Steve, um, I, I was just, look, Dak Prescott has not been impressive all year. The Look, the Cowboys 
up to this point. They scored they they've they scored thirty eight um, last week against New England. Um, uh, Dak uh, Dak Prescott Dak pretty Dak Prescott twenty eight of thirty four two hundred sixty one yards one touchdown. Not that great of a stat line. Yes, not not terrible, not great. In their loss to Arizona, again, uh, Dak in that game, 25 of 40, 249 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Nothing great to where you're like looking at like what uh, what uh, Brock Purdy did yesterday, four touchdowns. Just like really felt like a solid victory. Um, again, Dallas's defense take nothing against them. Um, they lost Diggs for the year. I think they're still again slightly overrated. Against the Jets, they let up only 10 points. They hadn't played anybody solid up until the Niners. And anyways, uh, in that Jets game, Dak Prescott, 31 of 38, 255, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, uh, and Zach Wilson on the other end of that game never was able. Zach Wilson's looked good his last two games, but um, in that Dallas game, he was horrific. In Dallas, uh, when they played the Giants in week one, they won 40 to zero. Dak was 13 to 24, 143 yards passing, no touchdowns. Um, again, D- uh, Dak has not been impressive. They finally played a good team. I, I thought they were. I thought they were going to lose to New England. They proved me wrong. Their defense proved me wrong. Anyways, I don't like. I'm uh, again. D- Dak wasn't all that impressive in that Week Four game, but he showed his true self yesterday, throwing three picks. Um, he threw it. He threw a dime to. Uh, I think it was Turpin. Uh, yeah, it was a, to Turpin in the end zone. But outside of that, finishing 14 to 24, uh, 153 yards, one touch or one touchdown with three interceptions. Um, look, Cowboy fans, you should be a little worried because if you you guys thinking you're this great, talented defense, well, your your team let up 42 points yesterday. Um, and I, I get, I know it doesn't help when Dak Prescott throws three interceptions, but still, um, I. What was it? Uh, the Jets lost their Jets lost their starter quarterback in Week One. They still ended up finding a way to beat the Browns because of their defense, and uh, that's the kind of win that Dallas was looking going into this 49er game, um, looking to overcome some of the uh, the mistakes that Dak would eventually have. Um, we knew it would happen. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. You know, I thought Dak would. Throw a pick, not have a good game. Uh, he threw three picks and not he didn't have a good game at all. Um, so uh, just look, Niners, terrific team. Uh, Dallas, I would be a little worried. You guys play the Chargers next week. Who know? I I don't know what you're gonna get out of that Chargers team. I think they're coming off a bye week. Um, and I I just don't trust the Chargers defense. Maybe I'm sure they're gonna look a little bit better than they did against the Niners. Then they go into a bye week. Then they play the Rams and the Eagles. Um, they'll be tested against both those teams. But if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you're a little uh, trouble. You're a little worried after that game. Moving on to New England by the Saints. Uh, wow, the Patriots got blanked at home. <laughs> they lost thirty-four to zero against New Orleans the week before that. Like I mentioned, Dallas beat them thirty-eight to three in Dallas. So New England's been scored outscored seventy-two to three in their last two games. Um, wow, Mac. Jones, we know he's not good. Um, when is New England going to realize that and throw in, um, you know, Bailey Zappi? And I know he went three of nine yesterday for 22 yards. People are like, oh, my God, come on, get off the Bailey Zappi train. Let him be the starter. I mean, we've seen enough out of Mac Jones now to realize it. 
The guy has four pick sixes in his career. Tom Brady in his 20-year career had four pick six all time. So um, that tells you anything. That's all you that's a you know pretty overwhelming stat. He threw two picks yesterday, 12 to 22, 110 yards of Mac Jones. Um, the Patriots offense is really stagnant. I mean, when their quarterback can't get anybody the ball, the running game's not gonna work very well. Stevenson and Elliott were both horrific yesterday, 24 yards rushing for Stevenson and 21 yards rushing for Elliott. Again, when your quarterback is playing as bad as Mac Jones, um, man, I did not think he was going to have this bad of a year. His rookie year, he was he was pretty good. Last year, he took a step back, and um, but God, he's even he's even been worse than even last year. Um, of course, uh, New England now. I, what are they one and four? This is not the year that anybody thought they would have. Um, many people and uh, myself thought that New England was going to be a playoff team. No, um, I had I had no no doubt that he was he was going to be, not no doubt, but I had a, uh, I just thought they would play better. It's just it's really a, it's really a troubling sign if you're if you're um, New England. I like because everyone's calling for Bill Belichick to be fired. Um, look, it's I I mean, this is four years now. Oh, I know they made the playoffs, um, and this is four years without Brady. I mean. Uh, one year with Cam Newton, year three years now with Mac Jones. They made the playoffs the first time with uh, with Mac Jones in 21. Um, but man, New England fans, uh, Robert Kraft, I know they're being fed up. Um, you still can't fire Bill Belichick. <laughs> there, there's just no, you, you can't do it. Delivered six Super Bowls to you guys. Um, he's earned the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't and until he wants to retire or or until maybe he comes to Kraft and say look you know if you want to move in a different direction and I'll go somewhere else but until that until Bill Belichick decides it you can't let him go it's he he's deserved the benefit of the doubt he's delivered the most Super Bowls ever by any team I mean tied with the Steelers of course but I mean um, I mean look like. Again, I, I don't think Mac Jones is the answer, and he coaches the defense. Um, he has to look. They brought Bill O'Brien in this year, thinking that they're going to solve their problem from last year. Um, maybe maybe it's past Belichick's time. Uh, that maybe that's it. He's the second oldest coach in the league, behind um, Pete Carroll. Um, I still think he has a way to go. They did lose two of their best defensive players in Judon and uh, their first overall pick, Christian Gonzalez. So. Um, again, I know many people are calling for Belichick's job or maybe the, that he should lose the, uh, the GM position. I don't know if he'll be willing to give that up because, uh, he likes to make some trades. He likes to bring in some people, um, still a long way to go in the rest of the season. I, like I said, I know they're one in four. Um, one thing we know about Belichick is he's not going to mail it in. Absolutely not. That guy will fight tooth and nail until they actually do figure it out. That was one thing I learned when watching Tom Brady's whole career. Um, and again, I know he had Tom Brady at quarterback, but still, Bill Belichick's defense is better than giving up 34 points to the Saints, who I, I don't think their offense is very good. And I, I again, I know that has to do more than that has to do more uh, with their offense and you know Mac Jones have throwing a pick six on the on their first drive of the game. Uh, it just uh, man. uh, just not, not the start that New England thought they were going to have this year, one and four. And looking at the rest of their schedule, 
uh starting you know next week you have the um the the raider game uh every time the raiders play new england there that's always kind of circled since the chuck rule game that even though brady's not there uh, raider fans they always kind of look at this uh, trying to stick it to the patriots not going to be easy game there following they have the bills uh they have dolphins and then it gets a little easier after that they have the commanders colts then bye weeks after that they play the giants so Maybe they'll go on a little run. Maybe they'll beat one of those tougher teams than the Bills and the Dolphins. But I still um, I still think the one thing that the Patriots need to do is they need to make a quarterback change and throw in Bailey Zappi. Because at least he showed signs last year of being able to do something with the ball. Mac Jones has proven that he's actually gotten worse as the time goes on. And I know that he's changed. This is his third defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator. So um, I, I don't like that sign, but maybe Mac Jones isn't as bad as he seems as, as he seems but i he's not showing any glimpses and he's proven he's gotten worse so give him uh, give him a seat maybe that's what he needs and throw in Bailey Zappi and see what he got with Bailey Zappi uh let's see moving on oh Joe Joe Burrow's back <laughs> i mean thir- the Cincinnati beats uh, Arizona 34 to 20 uh Jamar Chase three touchdowns he was amazing he was always open in this game but more importantly, his Burrow looked good. He threw. He was able to throw the ball deep accurately. Um, maybe he's finally healthy. Missing the preseason, that was not easy. And maybe the Bengals are going to do what they did last year and go on a run. Maybe that's what we're going to see here. Um, because, yeah, they're, they play, I think, the Ravens this week. Nope, I'm wrong. They play Seattle this week. I was thinking, I knew it was a bird team. Um, anyways, they, they go home. They play Seattle. Then they play the Niners. Then they play the Bills. So they're going to be tested these next three games. Um, Seattle coming off a of bye week this week. Um, the Niners just just rolling and the Bills. Um, do I think they can win all those games? Yes, I do. Because um, Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He owns Buffalo. Um, the Again, the Niners will be their ultimate test because I, I think, again, they're the best rounded team in the NFL. And Seattle is not going to be um, easy because coming off a of bye week, they're fully rested. And just curious to see if Geno Smith, uh, I know he's healthy, but we'll see how he is. He did get hurt in that prior game on the Thursday night uh, when they were playing the Giants. Or sorry, Monday night when they were playing the Giants. Um, but yeah, the Bills back. Uh, Jamar Chase looks amazing. Um, sorry, not Bills, uh, Bengals. They're back. Uh, Lions killed the Panthers and they were without two of their best players in uh, Gibbs and uh, Ma Ross and Brown. Uh, Jared Goff looked amazing. 20 to 28, 236, three touchdowns. Um, and they just obliterated uh, Carolina. They did what they needed to against him. Laporta looks awesome. God, he's a beast of a tight end. Um, man, um, I'm, I'm curious to see if he does this the rest of the year because if he does and he goes on to have a good career, oh, man, uh, he is one of those next tight ends. Uh, he is the Kelsey type, the Gronk type. Um, he he moves, He is a strong physical tight end. And, uh, man, uh, the Detroit has just hit on some of their guys. Uh, and they may, maybe I'm going to be wrong about them because I, I didn't think – I don't think – I did not think at the start of the year – that they were going to finish second in the, um, I thought they were going to finish second in their own division. Um, that's 
looking to be proved wrong because uh, Green Bay still was looking like they were trying to figure it out. Um, we'll see. We'll see Green Bay um, uh, tonight against the the Raiders. They should win this game. They'll still only be a game back of the Lions, which own the time break their time breaker as of this moment. But um, yeah, we'll see if if Green Bay loses tonight, then the Lions will probably finish the rest of the year off no problem in their own division. Uh, Chiefs beat the Vikings. Um, you know they took care of business. They needed to do what they they had to do. Uh, Mahomes, you know, twenty one, uh, thirty one to forty one. I didn't watch a whole lot of this game. Uh, two two eighty one, two touchdowns. I this game kind of went as expected. I did not expect uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to pull this game off. Uh, the the Vikings defense just isn't good. And the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions coming into this game. I didn't expect a whole lot of them. Uh, one surprising uh, one surprising game here. The Steelers beat the Ravens. And I did go back and watch the highlights of this game and the extended highlights of it. And uh, freaking Lamar Jackson. Two turnovers in the fourth quarter. Uh, that did not look good. Um, Pickett was able to connect with um, Pickens. Um, for the touchdown, 41-yard touchdown. Um, I, I don't know what it is with the Steelers' offense. I know Pickett's better than what he's shown. Um, maybe it is the offensive coordinator that everyone's calling for the fire of uh, there in Pittsburgh. Um, the, I, need to see, I need to see something better out of them. We all need to see something better out of them. Um, I still hold some faith. They're 3-2. and two. I mean, look, you beat um, the team that everyone thinks is, was going to run away the division possibly in the Ravens. That at least should have, but as we're seeing here with uh with with them, with the Steelers, they are they're obviously tied now with the Ravens at three and two, um, the 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 Browns on a bye week and uh, the the Bengals two and three. Um, this division is probably going to come down to it like it kind of did last year, where the Bengals had to you know squeeze it out there pretty pretty uh, late, um, but. Maybe it might not be the Bengals. Maybe it will be the Steelers. Their defense is terrific. And if the Steelers can figure out their offense, and they did figure it out late last year, what they won seven in a row, I think, if I'm not, not mistaken, last year. But, uh, man, they look good. Um, but definitely overall, like, my biggest impressions yesterday is Joe Burrow looks, looks to be healthy at least 90% there. Maybe there's some – some aching in that calf still, but um, look, week five, four, you know, he missed his uh, missed preseason, wasn't able to pretty much uh, practice the re- the final month of the of uh, camp and and do all that. So, look, it took him four weeks. That's how long preseason used to be, four weeks. Um, and now, uh, you know, week five looking good, and maybe he, maybe they're going to start rolling. Um, I have no doubt they're, they definitely have the talent. Um, they're definitely all in this year, so they are not going to mail it in and their division looks winnable. I mean, Lamar Jackson looks terrible. Uh, the Ravens, I mean, they haven't been that convincing this year where they've been dominant. Their defense is sort of suspect in the steel, the Steelers, uh, like, like I said, their offense has been slow and if the Bengals can figure it out and pull a few wins out, uh, they're going to finish that division. Uh, I winning that division. No problem. Uh, Eagles looking better still. The secondary scares me. They're five and zero with the Niners, the two what only undefeated teams left. Um, 
the the Dolphins. I guess I didn't talk about them. They won thirty one uh, sixteen. Took care of business over the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones did get hurt in this game. Uh, I hope he hope he has a speedy recovery. But the Giants, I think, just need to mail it in at this point. Go for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes because you're one and four. Um, that was not what Giant fans were expecting after winning 10 games last year and going to the playoffs. Um, but look, there, this is a quarterback-heavy draft, and I know you spent $160 million on Daniel Jones, but you need to figure it out. That, that's... Um, uh, if I was if I was in the bottom half of the team, like if I was uh, or the league, like the if I was New England, if I was uh, if I was Kraft and or Belichick there, I'd be like, look, let's just let's just uh, try to go after that number one pick. There are there's only one um, winless team that's Carolina. They're zero and five. Um, are they gonna will they spend another? I actually they don't even have their first round pick so. They have to win. They they are trying to win because uh, Chicago, who sits at one and four, has their pick. So, you know, depending on how J- Justin Fields has looked decent his last two games, um, maybe they won't draft a quarterback. Um, if, you know, Kate Williams has hinted that maybe he'll stay at USC because he can make more money there. So it, it would have to be the perfect team for Caleb Williams to go to there. So it, you know, New England, a very popular destination. Um, at, at least there, you know, being in Boston, someone like him might be attractive. So if I was New England, I would possibly just say screw it. Uh, Denver, maybe you should say screw it. <laughs> Another ugly loss. You guys losing to the Jets. Oh, man, that, that is a bad beat. Uh, Sean Payton, uh, maybe it's time to just bench Russell Wilson, say screw it, and go for the number one pick. Uh, Raiders, maybe you should do the same thing tonight. Maybe you should be thinking that same exact thing. Um, we'll see how they play tonight against the Green Bay Packers. Maybe they'll be two and three after this. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Arizona, you're one and four. Time to mail it in. Um, there's no coming back for you guys. Uh, um, the Vikings, trade Kirk Cousins away, get what you can, go for the number one pick. Uh, that, that's all. That's all I could say. Try to get something. Try to get something that you can. Maybe you can get a number one pick in return for uh, Kirk Cousins, and go for the Caleb sweepstakes because maybe Caleb will come out for you. Uh, come out of college for you guys. You never know because you got Justin Jefferson. You have a you have a talented offense there. Uh, Caleb Williams, uh, his number one receiver receiver from last year at uh, Addison is there. So. Um, yeah, maybe something to think about, you guys. Um, I think that's all for uh, that's all for football here. I'm gonna take a little break, and uh, we'll be back, and we'll get into some baseball. Hey, everybody, I'm back here. This time, while on, on the second half of the show, we're gonna be talking some baseball. So, if you, uh, you're not interested in baseball, this I suggest you uh, might want to log out. If you didn't catch uh, the first segment with football, then go back and uh, check that out. Um, but uh, first, first um, starting off, the NLDS, going back to Saturday. Talking about Texas and Baltimore, game one. Texas took uh, game one of the series, three to two against Baltimore. I did not think that um, when I saw Kyle Bradish going against Andrew Haney that Texas would be coming out the victor in the series. And I thought it would be a higher score. 
three to two. If you would have told me that, um, anyways, uh, Andrew Haney gives up one run in this game. Uh, you only went three and two thirds. Then, uh, Dan Denny came in and gave a uh, delivered two innings there. And, uh, it became a bullpen, the rest, uh, bullpen game, the rest of the game for, uh, Texas here, Evan Carter delivering the first run for Texas. Uh, he doubled there. Um, Jonah, Jonah Heim made it two zero with the RBI single, uh, driving in and, uh, driving in, uh, Evan Carter there. And, uh, it sort of, you know, was kind of like that uh, all the, all the way up. Josh Jung, uh, homeward for them. So are all the rookies doing it there for, for Texas, uh, Santander, Santander, uh, delivered and, uh, made the game a three to two, um, as late, but again, uh, Baltimore had their chances in this game. Uh, you know, they had man on first and second with uh, zero outs in the bottom of the eighth and uh, just couldn't do it. You had uh, Mountain Castle uh, striking out, swinging. Uh, Santander bounced into a double play right before that. And um, that was it. And then uh, the, other, the other play in this game. Um, you had Gunnar, Hen- Gunnar Henderson leading off the top of the ninth um, with the single. And freaking Jonah Heim catches him stealing. And what a throw. And if I have no doubt that if Gunnar Henderson didn't get caught stealing there, I think he would have scored. And I think this game would have been three, three that, that play right there would uh, has, is probably going to make the, uh, is the difference maker in the series. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, uh, cause Texas will stay there. They won, they won yesterday. We'll go back to Saturday's games. Texas uh, yesterday won 11-8. This was the offensive firepower that I, when I saw those pitchers on the mound, especially Andrew Haney, um, that I was kind of going to expect. Texas wins 11-8. Garver hits a grand slam in this game. Um, Mitch Garver, he was acquired in the the Kiner-Falefa trade from um, two years ago when they sent Kiner-Falefa to uh, Minnesota. Then he would eventually go to the, the Yankees from there. But um, again, let's see here. Um, Mitch Mitch Garver, how many RBIs? Oh, if he he ended up finishing with a far, five RBIs, uh, two hits, but drove in a few, and uh, he he was the difference maker. He put the exclamation point on this game. Uh, was he putting him up nine to two? Um, Baltimore would try to battle back, um, but they did they could not. Um, See Corey Seager. Oh, here's the other terrific stat: five walks for Corey Seager yesterday. Five walks, just <laughs> outstanding, uh, man. Uh, that that guy knows how to play in the postseason. It was a part of the Dodgers championship run in 2020. Um, he's had a lot of postseason experience. And one thing, uh, not only a lot of postseason experience with the players, but also with uh, Bruce Bruce Bochy. You know, he was the he's the three time World Series champion. Um, he knows how to pull the buttons here, and maybe that's what's going to make the difference in not only this series but with Texas. Maybe, maybe I'm kind of sleeping on Texas because um, I thought how they they could have had the bye week uh, going into it, and maybe uh, Bruce Bochy's like, screw that, I don't want no, I don't want no um, bye week in the first round. Um, <laughs> I want to do a, how I've done it before. By being a wild card and going in and uh, playing playing in the wild card uh, as they took care of business there, and now they're up 2-0 on Baltimore. The 101 
one Baltimore team might be facing elimination uh, here on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday's game, there has not been a starter announced for uh, for Baltimore. I gotta imagine it's gonna be. Um, uh, I mean, I I can't think it's gonna be. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Kramer, Dean Kramer, or uh, Gibson, Kyle Gibson. I I gotta imagine it's gonna be. Let me go check. Um, let me check the MLB official website. See if they announced any any starters for this game for them. They have not. So I gotta imagine that Dean Kramer is gonna get the get the nod for this game. Um, but yeah. But uh, anyways, for Texas, you got uh, Nathan Ivaldi, who um, has a lot of postseason experience, and that's the right call, giving him the ball again because he started game one of the wild card round um, when they uh, when they were going up against uh, Tampa Bay. And, yeah, Texas, take care of business. Uh, going back to Saturday because um, Twins, Astros, Twins, uh, sorry, the Astros take care of business. 6-4 on Saturday. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, two-run homer game. Um, man, this guy just loves the postseason. Uh, Minnesota does what Minnesota does. They scored four late. It wasn't enough. Obviously, they lost uh, six, losing six to four, but they tried to make it a game. Minnesota uh, all year scoring in late innings. And uh, look, if you're going to be a World Series team, that's what you need to do. Um, Houston, just um, again, they they have the they have that pedigree. Uh, Verlander was six dominant innings there. Um, man, he just acquiring him from the Mets in, in that trade and, and doing that. Uh, look, uh, that just might be the biggest difference in, in the postseason for, for the uh, Astros. Uh, I know Verlander has not been a great postseason pitcher. Um, we'll get to those kind of pitchers later. Other what Clayton Kershaw did. Um, but yeah, Verlander, six dominating six K's, three walks in his start there. Uh, going into yesterday's game, uh, the Twins uh, beat the Astros six to two, and it was all Carlos Correa. Correa passing Derek Jeter on he has uh, sixty two RBIs now. Um, this is all time RBI list. Um, passed Derek Jeter was tied with him at sixty one. Uh, Correa he was interviewed after the game. He didn't even know that he passed Jeter. He was just like, oh wow. He's <laughs> like, um, I mean that's a, that's a crazy stat, you know because. Jeter just being the guy that he was. I mean, one of the greatest postseason performers ever uh, in Jeter and Crea, who's, you know, had a World Series title with uh, the Astros, uh, other postseason uh, success with them and going in, going into his old house and beating them uh, six to two um, was a great, great feeling. Anyways, um, Carlos Crea, uh, he had three RBIs, three hits there on the night. And to even finish it off even better, he had an incredible double play to wrap up the game there in the bottom of the ninth. Um, and Pablo Lopez, he went seven strong. Um, and, and he, uh, man, he, he threw some filthy stuff yesterday um, for for them. He went seven strong, struck out seven, only walked one, gave up six hits. But again, the, the Astros didn't know what to do against him. Jordan hit his third home run of the postseason there. But, uh, again, uh, the Twins pull it out 6-2. to two. Uh, Let's see. Moving into the other games on Saturday. Um, gosh, I'm just going to get the Dodger one out of the way. I watched I watched most of this game up until about the sixth inning. 
Um, God, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Dimebacks went 11 2. Clayton Kershaw only lasted uh, one, or God, one out. <laughs> it's like uh, one of the worst postseason starts you'll ever see. His ERA right now is 162.00. Um, he went, um, said one out, uh, six hits, six earned runs, and one walk for Clayton Kershaw. I, um, I did not think it could be this bad. I know Kershaw has been a bad postseason pitcher. Um, I still think the, the one thing that stands out, James Altman, um, Altman had a bad play in center field, uh, what she bobbed the ball and there was, I, I think this would have made a big difference in this game. Um, but it was, Oh my God. I, I, I just, I felt so bad for Kershaw. That's why I'm kind of stumbling on my words here. It was hard to watch Kershaw go to the bench and get pulled in this game. Um, Christian Walker had an RBI double. Uh, Gavin Moreno had a three-run shot, made it 5-0. Five, five and then Kershaw would give up uh, one more run later um, after, I think, I forget. Uh, it was off of Sheehan, but he had a guy on base. Um, again, man, they just seemed to be able to hit everything Kershaw threw at them. I mean, they were hitting it hard. I think it was like, nine of the hits or the six hits off of Kershaw. They were all like off the bat steaming like 90 plus miles an hour. Um, Arizona, look, they came to play. I don't know if they have something on Kershaw or if Kershaw was tipping his pitches or what it was, but God, just an absolute beating on the guy. I hope we see him one more time for the postseason. I do not want to see him go out like this. Of the Dodgers respond. Well, I mean, credit credit to the Dimebacks. They, they were Corbin Carroll hit a bomb off of Sheehan in the second inning. Um, I think uh, there was a, a crazy stat here. Um, Tommy Pham had three hits in the game before the Dodgers nine hitter Miguel Rojas came up to bat. <laughs> like that was just mind blowing. And this shows how bad of a game this was, not only for Clint Kershaw, but for the Dodgers in general, they only scored two runs. Uh, Kelly dominated the Dodgers lineup. And um, I hope, I think the Dodgers are going to respond strong but if they did what they did against the uh the Padres last year um I mean man um there there obviously I think will be a managerial change um Dave Roberts I think would be let go if the Dodgers do um not advance at all I mean even if they, they go to five I, I I think Dave Roberts is on uh, his job's on the line in this series they at least have to advance to the uh to the uh CS um because if they lose to the Diamondbacks Diamondbacks are a good team. I'm not putting anything past them. Uh, they'll have Zach Gallon going out um, against Lance Lynn tonight here. So um, a tough matchup in Gallon. Or sorry, it'll be a Bobby Miller, not uh, Lance Lynn. I thought they would be throwing Lance Lynn out there. Bobby Miller, who's been one of the Dodgers' best pitchers all year, and uh, he helped get them to be an 100-win team. But, man, uh, the Dodgers do um, have some success against Gallon, so we'll see tonight. Um, uh, lastly here, um, we, uh, have the, the Braves and the Phillies, uh, going on, uh, the Braves shut out the, sorry, the Phillies shut out the Braves. That was the first time that the Braves had been shut out at home all year. Uh, the Phillies won three to zero and, uh, Strider gave up two, two runs, but Harper hit a bomb off of him. Harper 
he's he's made for the postseason. I know early on in his Nationals career, he had some shaky moments, but man, um, he was a big reason why they went to the World Series last year. He had some big moments. I know they didn't win, but I, I still think the Phillies are going to eventually end up back up in the World Series. I think they have everything that it needs. Um, I guess the only question mark I really have for them is Kimbrel. I, I he has a second save of the postseason. Um, maybe Kimbrel's experience is going to be um, that's all it's needed. Um, if he could hold up his old form, because that's what he's proven so far. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see uh, tonight here. Um, uh, we tonight we have Zach Wheeler against Max Freed. This is going to be a pitching duel. Zach Wheeler has been tip top form. Freed, on the other hand, he's he's kind of been up and down with his injury. Um, look, if if, if he's healthy, um, no doubt uh, this will be like a two to one game. Uh, I, I I would be shocked if this game. Uh, I don't even know what the over under this game is. Probably like seven and a half, maybe seven. Uh, let me check that really quick. Oh, it's the over/under is eight in this game. Uh, I kind of would bet the under in this game. It being a playoff game, both bullpens are pretty much rested, especially after having a day off. Um, yeah, and these in both these pitchers, I I think will go deep in into it, but uh, we'll see. Tonight, I I looking forward to both these games tonight. Um, on Monday Night Football again, we have Packers and Raiders. Uh, tonight at five fifteen, the first the Phillies game will start at three o'clock, and then Dodgers Diamondbacks st- starts at six. A, a lot of fun here tonight. Um, I I just uh, I'm hoping the Dodgers can pull it out, rooting for them at least a little bit. I want I just I just want to see Kershaw get one more start. I I didn't I didn't I understand his pedigree and his history. I I would not have thrown him out there for game one. I would have threw. Maybe I would have started Bobby Miller, or maybe I would have started, um, you know, I would have started uh, Lance Lynn for Game One, but I just because of, you know, Kershaw's most um, recent failure as a postseason pitcher. I mean, I would have maybe went Game Two to Kershaw and kind of went from there, especially with now the Dodgers. You know, they lose tonight, and they really can't. They they really can't. I mean, they're going to be on the brink going back to Arizona, so. Uh, we'll see. And also, the Dodgers bats need to show up. It's the same as the Braves bats. I, I don't think the Braves bats will be this silent. But, I mean, could you imagine if the Dodgers and the Braves both get eliminated just like last year? They both were the two best teams last year. And the Phillies put them out and the Padres put out the Dodgers. I just uh, said that a few minutes ago. Uh, but if this happens again to both teams... I mean, God, I, I would have to imagine there will be some shakeups in both organizations and um, because both these te- both these teams are built to meet in the CS. Um, uh, but look, if the, the Braves do lose, I, I, I think the Phillies are the better team the, top to bottom. I know that the Braves uh, had a historic offensive year, but they're, they're uh, pitching just like the Dodgers pitching. Uh, it's not in tip-top form like in past years. Um, again, but they're these both these teams are expected to, you know, at least be World Series bound. So there will be some shakeups uh, here in the next week as as it gets closer um, to getting there. But uh, got a little, little shorter uh, podcast here today. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be I'll be back on later in the week here with the guest, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking going into some more football. 
diving into more basketball. We had some preseason games uh, this past week. Um, not really too excited about the preseason <laughs> for basketball, at least. But um, I do want to talk about some storylines and uh, dive, dive deeper into that. Hope you guys all enjoyed today's episode. Uh, look forward to coming back uh, later on in the week.